hello out the internet. Hey, people, everybody, everything, everybody. aliens alike. Hey. <laughs> hello out there, internet. Are we on the internet? Can we be heard? I think we can be heard. I think we are heard. Are we heard? Can you hear me? Uh, it's kind of scary <laughs> if you do. You know, cover your ears. The guy that is the rye is speaking. Yes, yes, yes. The rye is speaking. <laughs> nope, we don't hear you. Well, in that case, may as well just, you know. <laughs> I guess just read lips and read faces. Oh, quick. Somebody Please cast faith. a spell of comprehend languages. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. I'm tired, Rye. I am really tired. I can always tell. Well, you know, some bloody reason I was up till 3 in the morning on a, uh, chatting. And before that, it was play a D&D &D game for in the community. So, yeah. Just a, just a tad tired on this uh, Tuesday morning. It's all good. I live that, that word every day. For other reasons, but yeah. So, we shall see how it goes. But uh, in the meantime, for all the wonderful people out there in the internet, it's Tuesday night. It's Scuba and the Rye. And, of course, this is a show where we talk about games and movies and whatever else pops into our mind and on the occasion, some random internet story. Yes, I am full of randomness yeah. all the time. Just a little bit, but, you know, 10 years knowing each other, I would expect nothing less from you. Yeah, if I actually went straight, then, you know, the world's turned upside down. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yes, sir. Kuba. You are definitely tired, but that's okay. We got you. We're gonna be kind of we're gonna be chill like we always are. But of course, first thing first, gotta pay the bills. Gotta give. Well, I don't know if it really pays the bills, but definitely give credit where credit is due. And that is to give credit and thanks to Sirenscape for the background musics and soundboards that we use. Thank you. Uh, just had to mix it up a little bit. It's still the Scuba and the Rise sound set I made for the podcast, but. Instead of constantly being in the city, we're kind of we're kind of chilling in a little farmstead. Got a blacksmith in the background, a minstrel, you know, playing his playing his lute. And uh, oh, thank you, Chili, for the four month sub. Thank you. you. Awesome, appreciate it, good sir. Um, we're just kind of hanging out and chilling. Uh, it's been a been a busy few days, and I'm, it's nice to finally get some break. Oh, there's Rye going with the hydrates. Yeah. You gotta get that hydrate. Gotta go and make sure I get that. Got lots of channel reward thingies going on. Oh, but yeah. Uh, so, on to leading right into that, a thank you to all of you out in the community who uh, check, watch us either on our VODs, watch us live, uh, watch us on YouTube, uh, check us out via our social medias and follow us on all our social medias. All that stuff is great, and we appreciate that. Uh, all that support helps us keep us doing what we're doing, and it does take resources. So every ounce of support that you feel is worth it for our for what we for what we do is muchly appreciated. And thank you. Thank you out there. So continue to spread the good word and uh, tell people to come check us out. We do a couple of different shows during the week. Obviously, this is our first one or last one, depending on how you call it. Uh, Scuba and Narai. We also do a show Saturdays. 
I got two D&D streams we do on Saturdays. Challenge accepted at 8 p.m. Eastern. And before that, 10 a.m. Eastern is Twilight's Gleaming. And then Sunday morning is Sunday with Scoob. That's a newer show. Where we, I think we're going to go into our third week uh, yes. with that one. And that's going to be kind of a coffee and chill. We started playing Boulder's Gate 3, which we'll talk a little bit about here uh, in soon. Uh, as for the D&D games, they are a right and a half. And uh, going to see how we go with those. Um, there's a whole bunch of channel point uh, option, viewer interaction bits, options, stuff stuff to interact and uh, change the course of the stream uh, as far as for, for the players. Uh, there's a list of that stuff here on the Twitch channel and the, in the panels. Uh, there's also, um, if you click on the, the channel points or the bubbles, you'll have a whole list, list of things you can pick from that only affect the D&D streams. And then there, there's a few other things smattered for the other shows, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Well, you know, I've got to, you know what, Chili? Here's the thing. If I can get more subscribers and get more subscriber points, then I can add more emojis. And we will definitely get some rye emojis. You sure you want that? It might break your screen. It's okay. It's okay. We can either do the animated rye, we could do, you know, take, take your photo and make it emoji or make some animated ones. I mean, these, the, their options are there. I can but, slip into any character you need me to be. Of course. But, of course, we need to, you know, get the word out. Share us. Like, like us. Share us, you know. Put it out there so we can uh, get some more get some more uh, word of mouth for people to check us out. Reverb. Uh, no, I don't believe I do, but let me do that and see if that uh, takes a little bit out might be because of I did I was doing some tweaks with my microphone settings because I have the new wave one and it has a built-in mixer that I can use if there are plugins I probably need to download those but uh may have to look into that pre-effects or I may have to switch the mic feeds around for the podcast as opposed to my regular shows so let's just see what I can do there for that Alrighty, well, uh, let me check the other thing. Ah. Yeah, there are, there are definitely things with that. Let's see if we can't uh, work that reverb down a little bit. Oh, I see what's. See if that helps uh, bring that down just a hair. Cool. Elf sorcerer, right? Was a, yeah, he was a he was a sorcerer on uh, a couple weeks ago. But yeah, I was casting things and just kind of making my way through the cold water, chilling in the ice. Chilling in the ice, people. So how are y'all out there today, chat? Tonight, chat? Anything, anything new in the world of the chat world? Oh, there's always something new going on. 
But uh, yeah, we'll see how we see how we go around with this. Speaking of pretzel buns, I have been seeing that new commercial for that pretzel burger at Wendy's. I'm not one that eats fast food, barely any, but it's tempting when I see it. Really? Oh yeah. I don't even know what it is, but I saw that pretzel bun and I already was sold. His burgers on the pretzel bun are pretty good. That's always a good thing, right? Oh yeah. Now I am on a mission this week. Go to a place that has a burger and a pretzel bun. And I know a few places. Uh oh. That's scary. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna stand by for just a moment. Let me flip something around. Wait, Wait, Little Caesars had a pretzel pizza? Or maybe I'm just not in the in the cool kids crowd to know this. <laughs> Where was I when this existed? This doesn't sound like a good a good uh, a good memory coming up for me. How'd I miss out on this? I'm not 100% sure. How's that sounding? Okay, I'm gonna have to do some research later. Find me a pretzel pizza. So you still getting a little bit of a feedback thing, or are we sound, is the audio sound a little bit better now? Sweet. Okay. So, yeah, learn point, new software, things get a tweak. Little garbled. Hang. It sounds like you're in a tunnel. I'm in a tunnel. That's what it. That's what the shad says. Speaking into a metal can. Is that sounding a little bit better now? Gotta keep my volume a little lower, a little darkly up here, microphone, because otherwise the other one's gonna pick it up. Ever so slightly. It sounds like you're on the high school. Wonderful. Just <laughs> wonderful. Well, there's a new noise suppression because the new OBS uh, 26 drop. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Chelly says it's the reverse. <laughs> Monkeys galore. Hey there. Oh, we got another subscribe for three months in a row. Awesome. All right. Hey, I'm just kidding. Thank you very much. All right. So. That's fun. Let's uh, carry on, shall we? Carry on, my wayward son. Can't hear the echo for Scoobs. Ryan might be a little loud. Okay. Interesting to sound tweet and check and gain all those wonderful things. Checking, checking, one, two, three, one, two, three on the TV. Alright, we'll see how that goes. Because we could spend a lot of time tweaking this. 
Tweak, tweak, tweak. We'll be scientists in the lab, and then three days later, still haven't found the formula. It says rye sounds perfect. Okay. Yep, um, says it sounds better, so, hey! Alright, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> it's all good. It happens. It happens sometimes. It does, it does. So, right, what have you been up, what have you been up to the last week? What I've been up to, it's just, uh, just an amalgamation of busyness. One hand, I am learning new things at work because, like I said, I moved to a new team. So this week is another week of training. Um, school's ramping up, so we're starting to d deep dive into some um, literary criticisms, understanding the craft of research, and I'm going to be doing um, literary research on Robert Frost. So looking forward to deep diving into that paper. Um, over the weekend, it was pretty chill. Not really much going on. Uh, didn't feel like leaving the house, so caught up on some animes, caught up on some gaming. Um, actually started reading um, uh, the Robin Williams biography book, so it's going to be a while. That book is a little bit thicker than the Elton John book, so it's going to take me a minute to get through that book. Uh, other than that, nothing else new in the pond. Just kind of chill. Just kind of okay. chill. That's about it. Just um, looking forward to some of the um, some of the things that uh, came in the mail. Some movies dropping this week, and because of my faux pas, uh, the remember how I uh, went to the Oktoberfest a few weekends back and thought it was the second anniversary for the farmhouse. Well, that's coming up this weekend, so I might go to farmhouse this weekend. Ah, second anniversary. If it don't rain, because lately it's just been rain, soak rain, cloudy rain, left side rain, oh my god, rain, so. Yeah, quite a bit of that lately. <laughs> but that's all I got on my deck. Oh yeah. I am doing one final 20 for 20 list on my book of face. I put a vote out there, and the voices were heard. Can you guess what my next 20 for 20 is going to be, people? Put it out there. The last two 20 for 20 lists I did, one, they were for music, one for albums, one for song. But now I'm doing another. I'm changing it up. Anybody in the chat can guess what my next 20 for 20 list is going to be? Do, 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 do. Don't go too far because of copyright. <laughs> Let's see, we have a vote for books. Here we go. Books, okay, okay. That, that's a good guess. Very good guess. Yeah. I got a great one. Playing with all these new... What are you doing? What are you doing? Surprise me. Where are we going? I'll surprise you. Give me a minute. <laughs> Anybody else got a guess? May? Ms? Kiwi? Chaster? 
guess what my next 20 for 20 list is going to be? Hold on. You don't get to sell yet. Oh, wait. Uh, somebody's doing something over there. Wait a minute. He's got new toys over there. Side note, I have football going on on my phone. So that's why you're seeing me turn into the right with my face. Because they moved the game to Tuesday night because of COVID. Here we go. Three minute poll. Anybody wants to know? Um, the Bills are losing to the Titans 28-10 to in the third quarter. Don't know if there's any football fans out there, but there you go. All right, here we go. Here's the question. What is Rise next 20 for 20? The poll is up. It's going to last for about three minutes. So quick, get your votes in now. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, is that a question to me, Shelly? Most likely. I was wondering if you're a Bills or a Titans fan. I mean, obviously, if you're watching the game, you might be concerned about one of the teams. Oh, yeah. Um... Well, I'm not a fan of either the team I'm at. I like, uh, this is a good, um, a good game because it's two undefeated teams, but actually my football team is the Packers, so my basketball team is the Heat, so I do have one Florida team on my, uh, deck of cards. And over here, Mr. 5-0 uh, with his Seahawks, so. Yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan. The only city I lived in that had a football team that's still there. That and I really like theirs. Welcome, Jinx. Think you could drop, uh, drop in. Check us out. It's a chill night. Oh, oh thank you for uh, sticking up. I don't want you to oh, stay I'm sorry, Chelly. We can still be friends. We can just yell at each other. That's oh, what, a Detroit uh, fan? Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with Detroit. Nothing wrong. We do have, we did do have a, a mutual friend that is a Bears fan that he loved to rub it in my face but we were good friends we're good friends i think you know who i'm talking about oh i know exactly who we're talking about he only shows up on my on my news feed when something when when his team beats my team so <laughs> hey now you never know this might be the year hey you know what chili don't be bad don't be don't be mad at least not a Browns. Well, actually, they're doing pretty good this year. Finally. Four and one. Okay. <laughs> but I concur. You, you're, you're telling the truth. For 90% of their life, yeah. And the best player they had was only uh, in the 50s. So it's been a long time. Yeah, eventually everything comes around. Yeah, that's that. Nah. Mm, I, I can't agree with that trade. <laughs> Not being a Lions fan, that's kind of a dumb trade. Trading your um, franchise away, yeah, that won't be good. No, it's not. Oh, it looks like the vote's almost done. It's almost done. Got a few seconds left. Be curious to see what those results are. It's inching, inching, inching. And ah. it's done. Well, apparently the chat thinks your next 20 for 20 is for songs. All right. Rolling that insight check now. Result being... No. Oh. Actually, I already did one for songs. That was my previous one. 
but my next one is going to be my 20 most impactful games in my gaming life and I'm gonna start it on Saturday I've already put my list together but I'm still needing to fill in one slot and I am really juggling between five games that have been amazing in my gaming life but I'm not gonna let y'all know you'll have to find out later Alrighty. only the scuba will know yes yes I will know because I find out all the cool but anybody that knows me they can because uh, I have my list up on my screen they could probably guess about four or five of these games already but that's okay. I'm not going to tell you if you got them right or not. Oh, we just have to follow the uh, Scuba Studio Facebook page and uh, the Twitter and to see where the list gets posted. Because, you know, inquiring minds want to know. You might be right, Chelly. You might be wrong. Who knows? <laughs> the mystery grows. We always grow. Anyways, so. What's been happening with the Scuba? Ah. Uh... Yeah. I know you're I know tired. I, I'm tired. Well, like I said, I was up till 3 in the morning. And then got back up about 10. I guess I slept in a bit. Anyways. Um, no, it's uh, quite a few D&D &D games over the last few days. Big surprise there. I know. Um, challenge accepted. Pretty good. Twilight's Gleaming is pretty good, too. I mean... Both of those were really interesting because we started those new viewer, viewer interaction options and things went all kinds of crazy during the sessions. And hopefully it is a sign of things to come. Oh yeah. Good things. So aside from that, it was um, Sunday, started playing Baldur's Gate 3 as part of Sunday with Scoob. That was uh, pretty fun. Oh yeah. Just being, a, just being a passive observer and watching you, I was excited. Well, it took us a little while because apparently they, they implemented a thing with Baldur's Gate where you have a Twitch extension where you can actually put all of your dialogue choices up as polls. So yeah. So your viewers can choose which dialogue option to go with. Um, but once that finally got it going, it was like, oh yeah, that's going to be uh, <laughs> going to be interesting. But uh, other than that, and then it was, of course, Monday night did the uh, community game with Realmsmith that was just premiering on the Realmsmith YouTube channel. That was long. That was fun. Um, but it was nice because I w it was the culmination of all of those planning meetings and sessions. And <laughs> it's still going. I am not surprised. I am not surprised in the slightest. I think we, but uh, it was a good. It, it was good. It was a nice culmination of everything that we had been working on the last few weeks. All of the various sessions, all of those long hours, and all that planning, which I took as a great learning opportunity. And I started hopefully going to be applying that stuff as we get into later games. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I'm ready for a vacation from. D&D planning, but unfortunately, I'm not going to get that until December. It's just the workload gets a little lighter. Hey, well, at least at least there's a definitive uh, placement for vacation of some kind. Yes, yes, I have. Now I can focus on videos. I can focus on 
starting in writing and making YouTube videos. I have been te working on that and there's a good tutorial I saw come across my feed that I haven't sat down to watch. But I've been just so sick of staring at everything with the last few weeks. It's like, hmm, hmm. So, and of course I'm tired, so I'm not exactly firing on all cylinders. Oh, I'll help you out there, Scoob. I'll, I'll carry the weight on my five yeah. foot three frame. Well, the other thing is, you know, the it's like now it's really getting to be crunch time for different reasons. I mean, just to be fair, it's like still haven't found any kind of... This is still my primary source of potential income is this. And this is starting to grow, but it's not quite growing fast enough. And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about it, but it's one of those, it's like the buffer or the safety net is starting to crumble away. So it's like, oof. What do I do? What do I do? So, we're going to keep working through that and see what we can do from there. Um, other than that, school starting up. Uh, I think my, my daughter's going back to class tomorrow for the first time since March. What grade is she in again? She's in sixth now. Awesome. That's, mid that's middle school in Chesapeake, right? Okay. Yeah, that's middle school. Um, she's only going into the classroom two days a week. Wednesdays and Fridays, I or what I understand. So they're so, rotating the kids? It yeah. Does it sound like? There were a bunch of them that went in today, and there'll be a bunch. So it's, it's kind of an A and B day thing to keep the, uh. as far as all the social distancing stuff, which, you know, I understand. It's cool. So we'll see how that goes. She's got, I, means I got to be up at like seven in the morning to make sure that they're up and moving and getting onto the bus stop. You know, being the stay at home parent who does an internet business on the side. Yeah. But on the bright note, my wife started a new job today. Yes, congratulations. Yep, she uh, she had an interesting first day. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then I'm just waiting. I think my dad's going to bring over a, new, a shed uh, soon. So I have another shed in the backyard for kind of offloading all the stuff I've got. Probably put the little tractor in this one. Because I got a little craftsman old craftsman. I mean, this thing's like 25 years old, 25, 30 years old. One of the small craftsman uh, lawn tractors. My neighbor, when he moved, he let me have it. So it was like, cool. That's good. You know, it's always good to get some, some things. It is. And it, it's nice with the weather and everything. I can work on projects and stuff. So it'll be fun. Fun, 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 fun. Oh yeah. It, uh, definitely it's heading into that time of year where it's the semi-cool, um, so no humidity, so definitely a good outdoors kind of weather. It is. It's a really good outdoors weather. I can power up the cameras and maybe spend some time filming in the in the shop as I get through the shop, but I've got a bunch of stuff behind me that needs to be worked on, so it'd be one of those things. We'll see how it goes, but my biggest problem is I need to seriously invest in the shop. Uh it's always hot down there. Yeah, it's we always got a humid down there. We knows this. We have a, a buddy that always lets us know that it's drenched in heat down there. <laughs> yeah, but don't you also visit there like twice a year? Yes, I haven't in a while, but I I enjoy it. I can deal with the humidity. That's fair. <laughs> but 
Yeah, it's been pretty chill. I mean, it's been mostly busy nose to the grindstone on D&D games, planning and, and getting everything straight. And it feels like it yesterday was a good payoff in terms of this is a story that had been working with the team on and finally seeing it wrap up and be in a point where we can be like, all right, now we can take a breath and start working on the next adventures. Take our learning points and apply them and see what's from there. Um, so there was some ups and downs. Like I definitely am looking, probably looking to add a couple of cast members to challenge accepted over the next week or so to flesh the bring the party back up. I'd love for just some good guests to come in for a few weeks to kind of help move the party along, be some and and kind of help with that because they haven't been terrible. It's just it's like you need to need to get moving or they're gonna end up they're gonna end up failing the mission and I feel bad that I'm not at least helping them try to succeed. So, but it's it's because the way because of how the adventure is gonna keep moving, and that I'd like some to, you know try to find somebody you know try to find some people who are interested who haven't been played yet, but also have a ringer. My big thing is I want a ringer. A ringer. Yeah. I, I I want to stack the deck. <laughs> to be completely honest, I want to stack the deck, and I want to bring in a ringer, someone who can really kind of turn things. They're not bad. It's just and I don't want to sit there, but I need a. I definitely want to bring in a ringer to try and uh, see how the story grow, see how it goes for the last uh, last half. So. That works. Uh, understandable. Well, see, then that's the funny thing, because that's like I can't go into that too much detail on that, because there was an incident that happened on on Saturday, on Saturday where one of the characters ran off, and there's a small element of the module I was avoiding using. <laughs> I was going to avoid using this element, and I ended up modifying it, and somebody had. Pretty much, it's like here's the scenario. Which just it's it's perfect to introduce to have this element come into play. Hey, sometimes you just gotta pull it out of the hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we pulled it out of the hat. It's it it's definitely like, oh, was uh, made for some. It made for some great suspense, I think, in terms of the story of terms of the episode. But it's also it's like, hmm, how long can I keep this going? <laughs> so. Got a couple of moments where I could introduce a guest. I just try to find a cool guest, to, a good guest to bring in. And I could bring in another person who's just jumping in, wanted to jump in. You're right, players will always ruin a plan. But you know what? <laughs> it's collaborative storytelling, so I can dish it just as well as I can take it. You, you definitely know how to wiggle your way around. So... <laughs> wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Wobble, wobble, wobble. Well, the dice are an instrument of chaos. We accept that. But players' actions, we can... Uh, I can dish it out just as well as I can take it. So, but yeah, that's the fun part with that. So, enough of my rambling on that. Let's uh, roll into our movie reviews. Rai, you've got a really interesting movie to talk about this week. Yes, sir. And then from there, we can move on to some... Um, 
some news articles we were talking about. We only really have one odds and ends story to talk about tonight, but it's a really good one. I think it is. It is worthy. It's worthy of it. not having five of them. Yep. But we do have some news things that are interesting. Again, part of this whole continuing conversation with the entertainment industry and COVID and whatnot. It's a, yeah, interesting and news. It is. It is. And I kind of breezed down. through some of what I was going to talk about for State of Game, but we're going to make it work and see how it goes. So let's talk about movie reviews. Let's do this. Alrighty, so this week we are remote, we are reviewing, or in this case, Rai is going to tell us about the Yellow Rose, or Yellow Rose. Yes, uh, you got it. Yellow Rose. An, an, indie, an indie film that aired last year at a, as you were telling me, like a, a Filipino-centric uh, um, film festival. Yes, uh, it, uh, in, um, in uh, May of last year, 2019, May 2nd, 2019, it premiered at the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. And then because of COVID, um, the main release to theaters didn't happen until this year. Okay, so how it was a limited release, obviously, in theaters this year? No, it was full release. Like, they were planning to release it, I, I believe, early, early uh, you know, in the spring of this year, of 2020, but because of COVID, they pushed it to October. For the full right. release so tell us about the movie all right yellow rose is a small indie drama a coming of age slash form slash indie drama and it focuses on a girl by the name of rose garcia um she is a, Fili a, a filipina teen who lives with her mother in a small texas town she actually has this big infatuation with country music and has a dream of wanting to you know sing music uh, you know for people in country and she is definitely prime because she's really good at music and writing um along the way uh fateful things happen with her and her mom and she has to figure out a way to chase her dreams but also find a way to deal with the separation between her her and her mother gail um at the central point of this film, it does a good job of being a character study of immigration in America. Being that this is a Filipino-centric film, it does blend in both the Filipino culture and the assimilation of the Filipino culture within America and being immigrants, um, you know, undocumented immigrants to an extent. They, they are and aren't. Um, I won't go into the details of what the film is because that it will give away a lot of the stuff but basically certain legalities cause uh her mother you know get you know picked up and then she gets separated from her daughter so now her daughter is pretty much living on her own uh going from place to place um she has an aunt she you know interacts with her aunt interacts with a few other people uh in austin and she just has to fight her way and find her place while also trying to figure out should she go with her mom who is probably going to get deported back to manila or find a way to stay here in america because she has a legal path so she's at a crossroads but through all that detriment through all the conversations she has with friends with new people what is the heart and soul is this is that she lets out all that frustration through music and specifically through country music so you watch her growth through song and 
when you watch her come up with lyrics, come up with tones, and when she actually, she meets somebody in the film which kind of hones in her skills as a country singer, as well as what, what it highlights is the emotional fervor that you find in society, especially dealing with the immigration issue in America, that even with all the issues that are happening, even when there's terrible things, there's always a sense of hope, sense of kindness. And at the heart of the film, you watch as she grows into uh, a more mature person with her understanding of all the issues that she has to deal with, as long, along with the issues she deals with her mother, with her other family members who don't want to help, and realizing that it's her voice that will get her through it all. Um, so it's a very unique journey that combines song, coming of age, and actually hits on a, a heart felt point with the immigration issue in America without, you know, being too biased on one way or another. It just does a good blend of all of those at one thread. Any questions, Scuba? Yeah, it's, um, it's nice to see. I, I think the as you're describing this, the first thing that's coming to mind is Selena. Yeah, that's what it, that would, that is a very, very good comparison, especially the movie. Um, um, because it does a good way of showing, showcasing, you know, kindness in very different aspects of society. And I do, I do, I think one of the things I like about this is that we're not focusing on Latin America immigration. We're focusing on immigration from a whole different part of the world. Oh yeah. And this film is, like I said, it is focused on immigration. And like you said, this is actually focusing on Asian Americans, specifically the, the Filipinos and how they also show the struggle that happens. It's not just, you know, one part of the world that has issues with immigration. It's how every part of the world where everybody wants to come here and the different ways they have to come here and how they have to find the right path through it, regardless of how they get to that path. But it doesn't beat the drum. It just It's just one of those things where it just blends seamlessly. And it's just a simple style of storytelling because everything is done through conversation you kind of just sit down with the characters you interact and you you kind of see the flaws and fragility with every place she comes across so it's very poignant and very just saw you know simple and when you strip things back like that it does it hits you this movie hits you when you least expect it and it's very that's just very um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's an testament to the great direction, because it will just sneak up on you. Okay. So what are we calling this one? This is a great, a great indie film, a great coming of age story. This is this is w what you call storytelling at its finest. Uh, the simplicity does add to a lot of the predictability, and they do have to use some like uh, plot armor to get from point A to point B. But it never takes away from the enjoyment of the film. Um, like I said, this is in theaters. It might hit VOD at some point, but it was worth the full price of admission, four out of five. Nice. Nice little, it's always fun, it's always fun when you find these little indie films that skate under the mainstream radar. Oh yeah. This is one that me and my girlfriend Angelica went and watched, and she thoroughly enjoyed it as well. We watched it on her recommendation, because I did not know about it until she oh, told that's me. that's good. So. That's even better. That's even better. Shout out, props to you, Angelica. Mwah. <laughs> Alrighty. So, 
Do we got I think one another more? thing we can chat about a little bit. Oh yeah, I think we have another review. Actually, a TV review. Am I correct? Ye yeah, let's let let's take a few moments to talk about The Boys, season two, which just wrapped. <laughs> oh, I was actually. I'm just gonna be. When I finished watching that episode, I was thinking in my head. I hope Scuba watches this, and I hope we get to talk about this a little bit, if not a lot. It took me a little bit of time to where I could finally sit down to watch it with everything yeah. going on over the weekend. But yeah, I did I did see the final episode. It did not disappoint <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And if you um just right now I'm gonna put it out there. If you have not watched the boys on Amazon, then go watch it. Um Here's your, we may, we inadvertently, we may spoil something. We'll put the but, finger uh, up, maybe, the finger yeah, up. Put the finger up, may have some spoilers here, but that was such a fun season. So yeah, season three, all of that. So here's my, here's my spoiler finger, spoiler, spoiler. But uh, I'll try and hold it up as long as I can. <laughs> I'll help you out over here, Scuba. I'll hold my finger up, so, too. Yep, see, there we go. We got our fingers up. This is going to talk spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, then mute this or wait till the finger, go, finger goes away. But, uh, dude, seriously, what the heck? I actually think I like season two more than season one. And it's more the fact that they actually, uh, you, you added more character depth. You added, uh, I was about to cuss, a lot more, a lot more backstory, an actual backstory that actually plays into the, the, the current season and into future seasons. I, I, what do you think about the fact that gender bended or gender flopped Storm Stormfront? Because I think that actually made for a better story element than to keep the archetypical or stereotypical approach. Of making that uh, potential antagonist male, but instead making it female. Yeah, I think it was a good it can a, a good flip. Not only does it help, you know, create more of a, a relatable fashion and create you know create more fans by flipping it to female, but it also adds that depth to you know that you know good and bad can be a mixture of either or, and the fact of her revelation of uh, who she was being you know uh, all the way back to one of the ogs she was um married to am, am i right married to the the founder Mary, yeah married okay. to married to Vought. Yeah. she was right up in there with nazi germany yeah. right up in all of that so and, she's got all of that baggage that goes with her which again this is why i think it's really clever yeah. because we're not focusing on the typical white male or male uh, antagonist who is this, where we actually have this person be female and be full on in there with all of that. And it shows one of the best things about this, regardless of all the crap we go through in modern America, all of that, there's still that unifying thing. Third Reich is immediate, Galvin immediately gets everyone on the same page going, all right, this, this has got to go. So yeah. I, I loved that. I loved how that all came out. I, again, was, there's yeah. She 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 shows showcased the blindness of how blind faith 
even if it sounds right, is terribly wrong. <laughs> she tried to make her views sound perfect, but in actuality, they weren't. Yeah. And it highlights, it highlights the scariness of if she's not the only one out there that has that kind of train of thought. And the fact that a lot of soups have that train of thought is scary. <laughs> well, even even the other soups were like, ah, no, we're mm. not doing this. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, and that uh, whole bit with Maeve and um, Starlight, Starlight, and the other chick just, just beating her down. Yeah, that was so great, beating her down. Again, that's that's not what you're expecting from this genre. Mm -hmm. You're expecting it to be all men doing it, and here it's a group of women doing it, and it's it it's kind of jarring, but also quite satisfying to see that they decided to just take it and go a different direction entirely oh yeah and especially how oh, we still got our fingers up right mm -hmm. yeah how she got toasted by the kid like when she got toasted i saw her frying on that ground and all she could do was spout up german i was like success and it comes from the most unlikely place the kid yeah which they said that's because they wanted to yeah. keep this family thing full circle we yeah. could see Going into the next season, we can see that Homelander is definitely coming on him. Oh yeah, there was uh, an interview that the actor did, and he said he can only describe uh, Homelander in two words for next season. Homicidal maniac. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we can't, we can't sit there and talk about the end of this without looking at the fact that in season three, which I think this is not a spoiler, so we can put our hands down. We can do this bit looking forward to season three. The fact that Jensen Eccles is coming in to play Soldier Boy in season three. I cannot wait. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to be an amazing thing uh, just to see how he, uh, since he's like the original superhero, kind of like their version of Captain America, but more of a, an opposite Captain America. <laughs> well, what, you know the, I mean, Part of the irony is Soldier Boy is the boy's version of Captain America. Jensen Eccles inter auditioned for the part of Captain America for the MCU. Oh, so yeah. this is it's kind of meta. Yes, Jensen Eccles. I loved him back when he was in, when I first saw him on Dark Angel, the James Cameron TV show with Je yes. with uh, Jessica Alba. And then, of course, you know. 16 years or whatever it is doing Supernatural like seriously yes Supernatural's Jensen Eccles that guy oh yeah and the one thing I did appreciate about this season it was it was um it was its own its own um its own story it's his own story where it actually it built a beginning middle and end but enough to where it's like here's the end of this chapter but this world has expanded even more what what's going to happen mm -hmm. you know what's going to happen with the fact of you have um the collective uh mm. still there um without spoiling unless i can throw my finger back up now i mean we know that uh, yeah. if you saw yeah. the collective we won't go into much detail. We'll save all the really juicy yeah. stuff for you. Got to go watch it yourself. Yeah, you got to. Then we can come back and continue to have a conversation. But I, I appreciate that the, what what this uh, this show is doing. It's flipping the idea of superheroes on its head, and mm. also blending the idea that 
there's no good or bad it's all driven by motive and even in that motive it might be a little bit of good but it might be a little bit of bad but it actually makes you like care about majority of the characters even when you don't want to you're kind of like dang well that's the beauty that's the beauty of it it's the fact that there is no with the exception there there are a few exceptions to yeah. this naturally Huey is one of, I think, one of the exceptions. No, no, I'm talking about just in general. Oh, yeah. It's the fact that good and evil are subjective and perspective. Good and evil are gray. There's a huge gray area. Oh, yeah. Granted, as kids, we're taught that there's a finite line, white hat, black hat, good, evil. There's a line. But as you get up into adulthood, especially, and this is a good tie-in for D Dungeons & Dragons games and, and these kind of storytelling is the gray area is where the, all the interesting stuff happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, we the many, many fictional villains and even historical ones. With the exception, of, there, there are a few exceptions, but so many of them, it's like, it's all about perspective. A good villain, perspective, yeah. I mean, we could talk about the fact that, you know, Black Panther, Killmonger, one of the best villains in the MCU because he actually had a story that you could get behind. You understood where he was coming from. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. you can at least attempt to empathize if you're not exactly... Because, you know, with everything else going on, you can attempt to empathize with him. Yeah. And then there are people who could totally empathize with him. And it may... He, he, care for him so I, i'm just saying that's 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 what i like most about the boys is the fact that, and it is yes it's gory and graphic and violent and just kind of over the top yeah but it, it it does a good balance of that over the top it it doesn't completely sensationalizes it like there's been other other things i've seen where they've gone over the top and it just was just completely over the top but they they don't sensationalize too much they just do it they they tote the line, but they mm -hmm. do it in a way that it makes you shock, but makes you accept that this is real in this world. Mm -hmm. It's real, and then it's the fact that there is a gray area. And oh yeah, gray area on perspective. Yeah, and I think I think Stormfront is the 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 prime example of that because she believed in her mode of being right, so that makes a good villain. Mm -hmm. And now nah, I'll wait. Yep. We go we'll wait. I'll just okay. Wait. So, what do you, uh, did you, um, guess what was, um, can I put the finger up or no? I'm not sure what you're talking about. The ending when the reveal happened. Exploding heads. No, we won't spoil it. Just add. Did you guess that, or was it a completely? Um, do you feel like it was completely left field, or a good red herring? I don't feel it was very left field. I don't. I, I wasn't overly shocked when I saw, but the amount of just irony and jokes and just satire, the complete political satire of the show. That's just, I mean, even when they interviewed, because you can go to YouTube and you can see uh, e, uh, Enter Entertainment Weekly did a series of interviews and 
even the cast is making the jokes. I mean, the fact that they did that was absolutely hilarious. Oh yeah, it's funny, and it's definitely going to. It's gonna. It's going to. That's that's where one of those things where it, it's prime example of it's expanding into what to expect. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, they modeled the character after a person, and again, and everything else, and it was just the irony of it. <laughs> but anyways, moving on, state of game, video games, board games, tabletop games, all the games. Let's talk about the games. Let's talk gamey, about gamey, gamey, gamey. Do you have any video games or do you or are you good with me talking about Boulder's Gate 3 at the first? Uh I can do a quick hit um continuing to play Genshin Impact, enjoying it, loving it. Um it's a good it's a good a stress reliever. Um I don't have to put too much time in it, a few hours and then jump out. Fun times. Yeah. Um Boulder's Gate 3. Early access. Wow. Just wow. I will second that wow. Um, as a watcher. <laughs> I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm probably gonna roll a new character. Just saying. I thought I would try and recreate my dwarf cleric and unfortunately it is not at a point I can I'm comfortable with trying to rebuild Tamazar in that game. But I, I don't know, I may keep the cleric. I'm I'm not sure. But, do uh, you yeah but it was interesting i mean and i like how even when you fail a dice roll it doesn't feel like a failure i think that's that's probably one of my favorite elements of the fact is like when you fail it it's still pretty cool <laughs> so but yeah that was a uh, i think i ended up four hours or three hours playing that wasn't bad yeah, you played a pretty long time, cause you know, yeah, it was fun watching though. Yeah, especially once I finally got the poll system for the Twitch integration going, that'll be fun to see how that rolls through too. <laughs> uh, that's interesting, Shelly. Yeah, that goes. But leave it up to the chat. Throw that yeah, dice, leave scuba. Chat. Leave it up to the chat. That's <laughs> kind of how I'm going with it. I think it feels more fun. So, but... Oh, excuse me. Graphically, the game looks beautiful. Like, watching the graphics. And I'm running that on a 980 card. I mean, if yeah. I was running it on, like, a 2080 or something, oh, that would be just gorgeous. It makes me want to. It makes me want to attempt to put it on this laptop when it comes out. One of the things is, at first I was running at the ultra settings, I actually had to dial it down to high. <laughs> I've never had to do that with a, video, with a, with a PC game before. Because <laughs> normally I can't play at ultra settings, and here I'm actually able to play at ultra settings. It's like, wild. But, um, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, we talked about the D&D stuff. Um, thinking about maybe doing a one-shot for Shadowrun in, at some point. I have that starter box up there on the wall, up there on the shelf, and think maybe I'll do a charity one-shot for Shadowrun. Still debating on how I want to try and do that and who I want to approach for that. Um, something different, but I think I may just ride out the end of the year and then kind of get some other stuff in place before I put too many more irons in the fire. 
Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So I think we can move on to our news news article blurbs. Uh, the scu scuba scuba rye fire chat discussions. Oh yeah, get that fire chat going, yo. Skadoosh douche. <laughs> so for our uh, fireside chat today, uh, it was uh, a couple of articles came out. And the articles talked about some some reshuffling of a couple of business couple of businesses within the industry, um, specifically Disney, AMC, and Warner Brothers. AMC put now last week we talked about how Regal Cinemas was closing all of the theaters for the short term, uh, medium term, whatever you want to call it. And AMC had released an article last week that when we did that, saying that they were going to open more theaters to try and encourage people coming into the coming in and checking it out well amc just released an article was it today or within the last couple last 48 hours or so it was released uh yeah it was uh released this morning on variety so variety was reporting that amc put out on put out a story put out a press brief whatever that basically said they may not have enough money to keep the theaters open by the end of the twenty, uh, by the end of twenty twenty, because they're citing an eighty five percent drop in attendance. Yeah, it's insane. Um, they, uh, our, our article on Variety, you know, eighty five percent drop. Um, the big main markets, Los Angeles and New York, are still closed. And another thing that's really hurting the theaters is the fact that there's not a lot of big, uh, big uh, movies coming out. Um, give you a scenario the movie I, I just watched and reviewed yellow rose it was Friday night at the theaters um, Friday night at the theaters is usually packed on normal circumstance Friday night at the theater was dead and it was only four of us in that theater watching the movie on a Friday night that puts into perspective on the struggle that these theaters are having And it's interesting to see that, you know, uh, AMC put out there that they might be running out of money. And it's an amalgamation of what we, we've been talking and discussing and sometimes making good educated guesses is that um, theaters are pushing these movies further and further out. Which, you know, they have a, they have the right to because as, as the same article reported, uh, the studios are, are antsy to release these big blockbusters out there because they're going to lose massive amount of money with the restrictions. But at the same time, it's a catch-22, is um, you can keep pushing these movies out. But if the theaters stay closed, might close permanently, or just, in this case, run out of money to keep them running, the only, they're not going to have much of a choice to the studios. They're they going to have to put it up streaming or put it out there and cut their losses. Yeah, it's, totally. It's a, it's a yin and yang. Like The theaters need the studios, and the studios need the theaters. And like you were saying before the show, this probably will blossom into a different kind of industry. That which is what I'm kind of actually excited to see or hear is the fact that, okay, let's think it, let's look at this. Yeah. We're in a climate right now that businesses are struggling. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I am not making light of that in any way, shape or form. But on the same token, businesses that don't survive open the door for new businesses to come up. Artificially popping up businesses is not helpful to the overall climate. I mean, look at every, I mean, you could 
almost argue that an, a business climate is a lot like a, a nature biome. You need things to refresh to allow new growth. You keep these these things here, even though they've been staples and we're under the illusion that, oh, it's a staple, it has to be preserved. No, it doesn't. The business climate changed. Evolution changes. Evolution requires change. You can't have a business evolve if it's artificially propped up, propped up or held back. So if the theater chains go out, the big ones, okay. Those buildings aren't going anywhere. The tech isn't going anywhere. It's just going to be an open the door for a new building, a new business to come up. Uh, let's, so many different businesses over the over the decades have gone through this. It's not a bad thing. So I think it'll be a good thing for business for the theater industry. It sucks, but there be should there hopefully will be something positive that comes out of it later. Oh yeah, it, this happens in a lot of cases, and a lot of people have lived through a lot of different ones. Um, you know, automobile manufacturers, some come up, some go away. Um, the internet, dial-up, um, DSL, broadband, um, wireless. Um, look at movies in itself. You had blockbuster Hollywood videos, etc., etc., and the evolution led to streaming. You saw blockbuster ain't around anymore except for that one place you can stay for rent if you want to if you live in oregon but um music another one you watch as uh, there was an article not too long ago where you know cd sales have dramatically decreased uh the profitability is all in streaming and the unique thing is is that like you said evolution guess what's back in the prime time vinyl mm -hmm. so yeah Everything's cyclical, but at the same time, things need to evolve from this. And there's a another article that showcases that. Oh yeah, let's take a look at the fact that Warner Brothers Media, uh, which is owned by AT&T now, is looking to lay off a bunch of people because Tenet and HBO Max did not bring in enough money. HBO Max has got to be a case in poor marketing. Super poor marketing. <laughs> I mean, HBO Max comes out. They already had two different versions of streaming platform out there. They weren't very clear on their messaging. Plus the fact that they're showing that there's a drop in cable ads. There's a drop in cable subscriptions. There's not a lot of people subscribing to this. I mean, when they look at their numbers for the initial month of subscriptions and continuing subscriptions for HBO Max, they are nothing compared to what Netflix and Disney Plus are bringing in on a monthly basis or just the market share granted they could be room for change as it is later don't get me wrong but also the fact that warner brothers did cut is kind of hemorrhaging money and at&t is trying to cut operating costs by up to 20 percent by at least 20 percent to keep things profitable in their in their books which business this is how business goes but it's just it's it's sad that this environment is, you know, starting to cause some of that. And the thing is, is with HBO Max, it's self-inflicted because their marketing was so bad. Yeah. You couldn't tell what was what, where was where, which service is what. They weren't clear on it. Yeah. They dropped it while also having HBO Go and HBO Now. And the thing is, you can log into one or the other. And with the login, but you'll be like, "Hey, where's my um, where's my uh, American pickle? Where's my uh, 
um, Anna Kendrick's original Max series. I logged into it, and the fact is they also still, HBO Max is still unavailable on one, two of the major platforms that do the streamings, the Roku and Amazon Fire TV. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a huge share of the market because a lot of people that stream use those devices. So that's true. So that's another that's just another one that's like you know, this environment is really making things miserable. For me. And of course, the biggest the big one is in, arguably is the House of Mouse. Oh yeah, House of Mouse just announced that they are completely restructuring their entertainment and movie divisions. And with that restructuring, they're focusing everything on their folk. They're putting the primary focus on making content for streaming, which could be an interesting thing because we're talking this affects Disney Studios, this affects Pixar, this affects Marvel Studios, this affects Lucas Arts, this affects 20th Century Fox, and it affects Searchlight, which is another one of their studios that they own. All of these guys, all these players, all of their TV stuff, everything, they're focusing on content for the streaming ones. Could be more direct VOD, but also could mean the fact that big budget films that rely on the theater experience to justify the cost could start going away. And this is what I was referring to in the beginning when we're talking the evolution of an industry. Yeah. If the movie industry, if, if this turns and this is going the way it's going, we may not see another big budget Avengers. We may, in fact, see more things like The Mandalorian, more smaller, but lo- but better, uh, more smaller and drawn out things. More more heavy character driven dramas like Joker. Or it could be that instead of having the big Marvel thing for what we've seen for the last twenty films over ten years, having multiple films in a year, we may it may it may be we get one of those big budget blockbuster films every couple of years. I mean, we've seen we've seen with the Star Wars franchise. Star Wars is not a franchise that does well with an episodic every year there's a movie coming out. Star Wars does best in the box office when there's a few years in between each film to bring up the hype. Conversely, we look at Marvel. Marvel, if they're continuing to put out a film every six to eight months, they're solid because each of those films work in that format much better than the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. They you, then, slap, you slap the tag Marvel, it's already going to garner, you know, $800 million in the first weekend. That's assume, in pre-COVID yeah, stuff. In the current yeah. COVID stuff, plus with the fact taking in and coupling in everything else we're seeing so far, the fact that we may not have that as we look at the 2021, 2022 years is the fact that, okay... We may not see those huge things, but if they're going to focus more on streaming, that means they can do a different kind of film. Yeah. As well as, you know, doing it in smaller chunks and more episodic. So you just have that. Just ask yourself, it's like, okay, what if I did Avengers Endgame in a format like The Mandalorian? Endgame was a three hour plus film by itself. Eight episodes of The Mandalorian, that's eight hours. Imagine if you could tell Endgame over over six hours instead of three. How much more story can you get out? Especially with the, some of the technology that they developed just so they could film The Mandalorian in a different way to make it feel like it's 
a big budget blockbuster type thing, but it's an actual, you know, episodic story. It's definitely going to be seeing how it's going to rain in a lot of it. What this is actually it's going to do is create a def, def, definitive cost efficiency model with these movies because a lot of complaints in the in the like you said movies industry is like these bloated um these bloated budgets you'll be looking at a you know a movie be like 200 million and then when you actually watch it you'll be like where did that 200 million go um so yeah it'll help them streamline and might help them re um re-divert or divert that money into creating better content you know well the other thing with that is you're looking in because you also take into account the union fees because the unions want to have x number of people we're already seeing that with the big debate over the over the uh, movie industry in the in California as it is. When you're looking at the fact that all the unions are having to argue over, okay, do I really need 20 people for a, for a job with only when realistically I only need like one or two? Yeah. Especially when you take into account that okay, well, we have to have an aid for everybody. I get a fine. Everybody deserves an aid, but. Social distancing, safety, all of that, you can't have 20 aides on set. You only need, you keep the number of people on set down, then it's got to ask yourself, wait a minute, I'm still making product. Yeah. So the unions, of course, that's what unions do. Unions try to keep jobs for the people. I get it. But at some point, you have to sit there and ask yourself, am I doing a more... Or am I, am I helping or hurting the situation by constantly being this drum, even though I'm going to at one minute say, whoa, we have to have everybody here because that's what's expected. And then turn around around and go, all right, everybody's got to stay six feet away from each other for social distancing, for public health safety. Well, guess what? Unless you're, unless you're going to build a building that accommodates that, which there's a whole new set of costs, you have to reduce the number of people. And as you reduce the number of people, you become more efficient. Let's let's yeah. look at what's going on with all the comment about the minimum wage argument. Look at the fact that, okay, now I can go into McDonald's and Taco Bell and I don't have to stand at the register. I can use their little kiosk thing to order my meal. And guess what? I can order a meal customized the way I want it that I could never do talking to the person at the register because if I talk to the person at the register, they don't know how to, they, nine times out of 10, they don't know how to manipulate the system to give you the custom thing. Like when I go, I went into Taco Bell just recently with my daughter and I was like, all right, I ordered their whatever, I ordered some quesadilla thing, right? But I could order it and then when I ordered the box, I could sit there, it's like, okay, do I want two crunchy tacos? No, I want two soft tacos. Guess what? I want extra cheese, no tomato, easy this and whatever. I can do all of that through the kiosk with a couple of taps and I feel good about my meal when it comes out to me. Five years ago, you only could talk to the person at the register and if you tried to say, hey, I'd like extra this or I wouldn't like that, they would sit there and fumble and try and get through it. Now, the ones that actually know the system backwards and forwards, they end up getting promoted to managers and sometimes the training doesn't trickle down to the, the teenager who walks in off the street doing that for their first job. And look at the how many different places now with the restaurants. The dining rooms in a lot of places are still closed. But you can go in, do your kiosk, get your order, and come out. Look at mobile ordering. I, again, I can order it through the mobile app, and I go pick it up. I do that a lot. So, 
soapbox on that, but you know, some yeah, of these things it's just. A, it's a, it's interesting, <laughs> you, you know, uh, conversation with a random person, um, somewhere where I was talking about, you know, that it just made, uh, you know, when I talked about the evolution of the industry, people have to adapt to, because what what COVID is creating is that you have to adapt to it, and technology advances, you got to adapt to it. And I got a look from the set from a said person. Just, you know, person I was having a conversation, I could tell in the look of his eyes, he didn't like that idea. I was like, well, dude, either move forward or keep complaining. Um, Best message of Peter Robinson's was the fact that you have to keep moving forward. You have to sit there and keep pushing things. The, the more you try to hold on to certain things, even though when they become unrealistically it doesn't become realistic to hang on to it it's time to move on i mean we're seeing that a lot now because this whole thing has shaken up a lot of how we conduct business and how we do things there was an article that was launched not too long ago that's saying that microsoft microsoft has announced that the majority of their employees are now allowed to work from home permanently yes 150,000 people for the majority are allowed to work from home permanently could we have that conversation a few years ago could we have that conversation without the covid crisis going on no because everybody would argue oh if they're working from home they're not working at all no people will work if anything you're seeing okay i can either work from home or i can't and if i can't i sure as hell better learn <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's it's a shift in mentality especially you know people ordering off kiosk and stuff and you know there there are certain generations that just don't want to do it i was like well this is the way society's going if anything that's an opportunity because yeah. then how do you then you have to identify okay why are you not doing it? why okay there's a problem with the system then because if it's really so convenient for everybody and you're having a problem with it then it's not a perfect system that's an opportunity oh yeah it's and even with the microsoft education. thing i just mentioned there are still positions that require you to go to an office. Yes, they always will have those. Those will always be there. But the fact that you can now minimize the number of people in an office. Like, here's a strange thing, right? Cost efficiency. I'm sitting there and my son's, my son's working a cut one, one or two, one, one day a week at his job right now because social distancing has pretty much killed his, his thing, right? But driving on the interstate now, at 11 o'clock at night, it feels like I'm driving. A, it feels like it's two in the morning. Traffic is so much lighter now. I mean, my wife, she sat there and got off work today. And she actually, I was expecting, you know, like the stupid commutes from Virginia Beach to here along the interstate at rush hour. And she actually made it back in decent time. Weird. Oh yeah, it is weird. Oh man, I you know I still see the rush hour out there certain days, but you know it's an you know it's a change in of course. The company it's not I'm, as long. Yeah. It's not as not as clustered. I mean, but hey, the less people on the roads, they're getting a lot of these major projects done around here too. So that's a plus. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're ripping up Laskin Road right now. I was just like, whoa. Yep, ripping up Laskin. They're doing uh, 64 out in Deep Creek. They're about to start on widening the HRBT. Um, yeah, lots of things. 
but I digress. Oh. Yeah, well, widening the, the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel is a whole different headache and a half. Oh, yeah. But regardless of how long it's taken, it's happening, people. So it's finally happening. Oh, yeah. So, all right. All that stuff. Let's talk about, let's end this on a happy note. Let's end happy this on dappy, a really dappy, great dappy, dappy um, odds and ends story. And I've already got the picture up. That's cool. We're going to talk about this guy. Um, so let me set the scene for you. <laughs> you're driving in a... Tr you, you got a pickup truck that's got 300,000 miles on it. And you're trying to go to work. And the car and the truck breaks down. You can sit there and wait for someone to come along to give you help. Or you can take matters into your own hands. This guy did is he took his... He had, a, he had a longboard skateboard in the back of his truck... Took it out of the truck and was riding the skateboard to get to get to work. And while he was doing that, he pulled out his phone and he made a TikTok video. And the TikTok video was uh, to the song to one of uh, to a song from Fleetwood Mac. And he got to work. Uh, he worked at a he, he worked at a potato factory in Idaho. Um, put the phone away, po posted the video, put the phone away, didn't think anything of it. Within an hour, this video on TikTok had 100,000 views. And it snowballed. It is now up to like 35 million views for this. Sales for the Fleetwood Mac album songs and streaming all went up and it spawned a whole string of classic rock montage videos and he ended up and he was riding the skateboard with a jug of ocean spray uh cranberry juice and he just <laughs> listened to this song and then he gets in there and it's like the video goes viral next thing you know he's getting contact he, he's he's having a video call with one of the guys from fleetwood mac who lives in hawaii he's got an eight a publicist and Ocean Spray bought him a new truck. Oh yeah, um, it is interesting. This is this is what you call you know you know um, you know online at its finest internet when it it just spawns just randomness. But this is good randomness. Not only did it you know spawn all those views and all of this stuff, it spiked uh, Fleetwood Mac's song back up into the charts. Um, its highest um, it tripled its sales back in charts to the highest it's ever been since 1977 and also you know so many videos to spawn you had the governor of montana do a tribute video jimmy fallon and then also mick fleetwood uh do his own tribute to to the video so it's just it's just one of those things that you know the randomness of the internet spawns a craze yeah it's we can talk about all the things with TikTok and talk about all the concerns and all the all the nastiness and the darkness that's going on. But these are those shining light moments. These are those uh, points in like Lord of the Rings, uh, the third Lord of the Rings where they're going is that little ray of sunshine on the statue and the flowers glow bloom oh, yeah. where it's it makes you think there's there, there's a better day. Oh, yeah. There's moments of brightness in all of this, and this is one of those stories. I mean, 
He sits there and he talks about how his daughter was encouraging him to get involved with TikTok. And he's like, whatever, I'll just do it. I mean, I'm riding to work on my skateboard, you know, lip syncing the song to it as I'm, as I'm riding and passing the time. And next thing you know, it goes poof, poof. He is an internet sensation, and this is the kind of things that happen on the internet if it's done right. And um, pure delight, I'm going to end it on a quote from him. He says, there's just too much chaos right now. Everybody just needs something to relax to and vibe out with. And that's yep. words from a pot, uh, a, po a podoc. I, I don't know, I butchered his name, but pure delight. I definitely have watched the video too. It's pretty funny and fun. Yes, yes. And with that... Um, we could pretty much say that our time here today is done. Oh, yeah. Definitely a good time. Ah. It's been loads of fun. Yeah. Um, hopefully we've been kind of a moment where you can zone out and hang out and chill. Hopefully y'all had a good time. Um, fun so. things, uh, coming up. One, maybe two reviews coming up for me. Um, well. That's good. That's good. Um, again, a shout out and a thank you to Sirenscape. A shout out and a deep thank you to all of you out in the community. Everyone who watches, follows, subscribes, throws bits, tips, all of those things. It takes resources to do this. And without your support, uh, we wouldn't be able to keep doing this. So please keep it going. Keep that word of mouth growing. Follow us on all our social medias. Uh, should be links and all that in the doobly-doos. So... That's all awesome. We love you guys all so much. Stay safe. Stay in contact with everybody. Love each other. Wear your mask. And of course, don't forget to vote. If you're eligible to vote, get that. Get in there. If you haven't registered, make sure you register. Deadlines are coming up, so you want to make sure you do that. And we will see you on our next stream. Good night, everybody. Scuba Ride 2020. Peace.